we are bringing back Trevor Archuleta again to go ahead and run us through a game session of Veil of the Void Reforged. I am unit designation MED37491, also known as Stitches. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> I am Arturos Elio Booth. There are three rules of smuggling. One, no kids. Two, no drugs. Three, no true believers. I am playing Roscos of the Omrion. He is a Corian, a fire Corian, which I thought worked really well with kind of the thought attack. I'm thinking like a battlefield engineer. You three are a hired kind of secretive mercenary group on a hush mission. As recently, a large electromagnetic pulse was seen throughout, well, was felt throughout the entirety of the galaxy of Riyakhtan. The veil itself is actually still open, piercing into space itself on the edge of what's known as the Shadow Scar, which is where roughly about 4,000 years ago, the Shadow Realm tore into this realm were three scientists and two combat personnel that were sent as a first contact team to explore and study the starship itself. Unfortunately, roughly three hours ago, we lost contact with this team. We are requesting that if at all possible, if the unit is still alive, to retrieve them. However, if the units have expired, it would be best if you could at least gather the information that they were sent to discover. Booth shakes his head and he looks out the window as we're passing through and he says, every one of those ships was to someone the most beautiful thing they'd ever seen. They are left to the stars, but their memories are important to someone. How poetic. Indeed. Indeed. <laughs> I concur. <laughs> Anybody watching will notice that he is rubbing his armband as he says those words. And he glances, I miss her too. Wow, lots of depth already. <laughs> Just in one emotion. We're getting closer to the station as that is being said. I, You do see that one of these like gaseous shadow tendrils slowly starts rotating and moving in your direction. So I do need another piloting check if you don't mind, Captain. Not at all. Is it just me or is that actively trying to get us? Yeah, Booth, we don't want to be in there. Drop my die. Oh no. Did I analyze anything in my analysis that I distracted you with the dead? Yes, actually, you plot out a better course in particular for Booth as well. You do notice that in your analysis, the it does pick up several what looks like hidden objects that are like blending into this background. So Booth, you'll also get an additional bonus die that you get to roll with thanks to a stitches over here. But outside of that as so, well, you do find a good docking point that you should be able to go to. Okay, is that an additional pip or a is bonus that an die. additional die? Yeah, an additional die stroll. Okay. I wanted to state also that leadership, if this counts as a group check, means that I can allow a single player through my assistance to turn a one or a two and this result of five instead. Okay, so a group check requires two or more people to perform it. So this one, since he's performing a singular tick, should wouldn't apply for this one. Fair enough. But it's good to know you have that. I'll keep that in mind. Is that a good or a bad? Was that deliverance or? <laughs> that is one, two, three, four, five, six successes, no critical fail. Wow. Were those six natural or did you? I used two pips to increase two. Okay. I was just wondering. And that does not include my auto hit. So that's seven total. Oh, wow. Okay. Right, so. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Wow. Right, one, two, three, four, five, five six, six, seven. So yes. Okay, so two of those, yeah. two of those, you turned into to successes by themselves, but the other five were natural, including the auto hit die. That means you critically succeeded upon your flight check. So yeah, thanks to thanks to the analysis check here as well, you're piloting perfectly fine. Like this tendril is moving towards you at a pretty rapid pace, but you're able to duck underneath it like effortlessly. Like that was going to be dangerous, but you 
you're used to this. You've had a lot of experience in life. Weird space tendrils aren't the worst thing you've seen. So yes, thankfully you managed to completely avoid this. You hit the boosters at the right time too, so you rapidly speed through this. And yeah, you've managed to find the docking bay. You notice another like little jerk in the station as it or in the ship as it moves a little bit as you pierce through this weird almost liquid-like state that you were going through originally, and you now find yourself in this protective bubble that the station appears to be producing. Does okay. the sepia tone As go away we, when we do that, or is it still... Yes, your okay. color is back now. As we pull, as we pull in and and dock, I will simply say it was like the mission we did at Krakenos Four, dodging their tractor beams. Oh, hmm. makes sense. Makes sense. Upon arriving, along with Glenn, along with your analysis check, you and Eli together are managing to gather a lot of information. It does look as if there are at least what appear to be living signatures. It's hard to meet the area because you do notice now, Eli does let you guys know, as you asked Booth, communications do appear to be cut off. It doesn't look like many things are able to pierce outside of this area. But outside of that, it does look like there are, you notice that there are at least three very faint life forces that are detected on the star station itself. And it does look based on the schematics, they are located within the command hub. He's trying to get communications to anybody that may be on there. Eli is trying to do that, but it doesn't appear that there's any responses. And as you guys are doing this as well, other star spaceships appear alongside you guys as other teams have been sent here alongside you as well. Let's go get crowded in here. Let's hope they're not all on None of them are on our mission. Hopefully not. Last thing I want to do is race somebody to the paycheck. Something out on our side. Um, All right. Let's start our motivation here. Are we going to go ahead and see if, see if we that, can get into the uh, get into the people to go ahead and get them? Or are we going to go ahead and see if we can get the data and get out of here? What's our motivation, Captain? We find the people. We find the data. We go for that, and we try to retrieve them if they're retrieved. I believe our mission parameters were fairly clear. If they are alive, we bring them back. If they are not, less of a concern. What I find the most concerning is the fact that 20 other teams were also sent. Same. So we need to be rapid. I can inform you that each ship that has been sent is on a different mission. And if I trusted anybody outside of myself, and possibly these two, I might believe they'd stay on those Indeed. missions and not try to take my pay. You and your employers have sent 20 mercenary teams into space with the promise of 2 million credits each. Many will kill each other for that amount. Eli, I'd like you to go ahead and get into the station's computer whenever possible and lock out the other docking ports. I'm assuming that we're on docking port 15. I'm assuming that there's at least 14 others. I want them locked yes. out. There are 120 docking bays on this station. Go on. In order to connect with this star station, I would need to be plugged in directly. Unfortunately, as I said, they are off the grid and I cannot connect to this station. Right. However, upon a if you can attach me to the console within the station, I can attempt to assist. All right, so this goes over like wireless. We need to like just take a thingy and plug it into the command unit. Yes. All right. A wired connection. Let's take the thing. It produces like a little like USB for you, <laughs> which right. you're used to as a Thomatech. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Eli, pr- print three. As you requested, Boop. little USB stitches. You get one. I get one. I've got one. Roscoe, so you get one. All right. <laughs> Weapons check. What are you rocking with? He just like, shows his four hands. I've got these. <laughs> I do things with them. Stitches. Oh come on, you know me. And he flips around his. Medi weapon blaster rifle and says, I'm always rocking scalpel. <laughs> Excellent. I suppose actually, I do have credits that I can go ahead and spend on a weapon, don't I? You do. Would you allow me to retcon to have done that before we left? Yes, you're welcome to do it before <laughs> we see. would have left. Don't worry, it's perfectly fine. Let's see. I view so he's a ranged type, so let me go into the ranged weapons here. 
Yeah, so there's like staffs if you're wanting to do something yep. like I already I do I do have a staff that does elemental damage, but I'm looking for something that maybe does a little bit Okay. More there's rifles, auto rifles, sniper rifles, pistols, shotguns, bows, flamethrowers, wands. My, my arcane staff does got 20 charges and it does d6 damage. I've got 16,000. I've got armor already, so I'm not worried about that. Thankfully, it also uses your arcanting to attack, so mm -hmm. that's one yep. of the things that makes it very special. Uh, I would love a plasma bow. Okay. And the fun thing about Available Void as well is... If you buy something at character creation, you're automatically proficient with it. It doesn't matter if you have proficiency in that or not, based on your class or species, you Fabulous. automatically get proficient with it. And it looks like it's got, so it has, and it has oh. five shots in it. Okay. Yes. Before needing to reload, it also has armor pierce and armor break. Yep. And I believe it has 30, 55 range, and I think it does 3d6 damage. That's. And it does use finesse to fire as well. Break, and then we just see how much do you do, do, do. I love I love yeah, I already have armor already magic have users that use armor. bows. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Alright. As you're asking about armament, he sees your distaste with the fact that he's magic hands. He will reach around magic into the hard hands. case that he carries with his with his Don't worry, lad, I've got the bow too. It's fine. Ugh. Excellent. You will see Booth clear and check his caliber pistol and then put that back in the holster. He will then check, clear and check his plasma pistol and then he will pull on sheath and make sure everything's in working order his uh, carbon dagger. Nice. So then he'll then he will resheath the dagger and place that in a in a strap that's over his chest coming over his okay, shoulder. Okay. So a quick question Trevor actually. Yeah. So the corns have four arms. Uh, can yes. I fire my bow and cast spells since I have four arms? So as long as you have the actions to do, yes. Okay. If you had, for instance, two attack actions, then yeah, you could attack with a bow and then yeah. use an attack spell as well. I don't believe that. The extra arms in the rulebook don't give you the don't, actually, don't give you an extra action, of course. As I, I tried to make it so I didn't want a species to be chosen purely because it's like, oh, that's broken. I could <laughs> right. use it. I wanted no, people totally to be able fair. to like yeah. just have fun with each species. So I try not to give any extra actions to yep. fair enough. <laughs> any fair species. Enough. So it's not encourage that. But yeah, you can have <laughs> yeah. what's fun is you can't have your staff equipped as well and still cast spells or your bow equipped with no negatives. So yep. that's the one of the best parts about having four nice. arms. Okay. Is you, as long as you have one hand free, you can still cast. You don't even need the dual wielding spec for magic casting. <laughs> Excellent. Okay, cool. The Perfect. war canting, I think, is what it was. So. Perfect. All right. Yeah. So as you're heading to the docking bay, I do need one final piloting check from you, our good Captain Booth. All right. Sounds exactly like a pirate uh, name, too. Captain Booth. <laughs> Captain Booth. And is this with or without the analysis benefit? Also give you the benefit because Stitches has properly pointed out the docking bay, the best one. This roll is not as good. Considering you rolled with seven successes previously, I would doubt that it would probably be better. I am going to use my two pips to move one of my critical, one of my ones to a three. That will give me three successes and one critical fail. Okay, so ones can't be adjusted. Ones and sixes oh, are the only okay. two things that can't be affected. So like sixes can't be affected negatively and ones can't be affected positively. If you had a two, you can do that. But thankfully, it's okay. only considered a critical miss if you have five or more ones or twos. All right, in that case, I will take my two pips and turn a three into a five. Okay giving me four successes. Okay, perfect. Yeah, I just wanted to clarify that so that, like, the only times fails and stuff come into play, like, really bad, is if you roll five of them and you do not succeed a check, or if you roll five and do succeed a check. Yeah. Uh, that's where pips gotcha. come in really handy to adjust your critical fails. <laughs> that makes a lot of sense. Yes. And it's one one thing I really like about the skill system, because it's like you, you have lots of ways to counteract something going wrong, but sometimes the dice just fully screw you over and there's not much you can do. But <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> for the most part, if you're good at something in this game, you'll probably be able to be succeed at something, which is how I wanted the system to be. <laughs> yep. Perfect. So, yeah, with that, you, you managed to pull up to the docking system. You see 
the the connector like slowly begins pulling out towards the starship where your airlock is before it stops working. So you're able to slowly manage the airlock or to get the airlock over there, but it doesn't look like it's directly connected. So you'll probably have to do a very minor spacewalk. Your suits will activate for a little bit, but other than that, you should be good to go. Is there anything that our engineer can do to maybe get that secured? Yeah. What's your yeah, problem? you could definitely yeah. try. Can I get like a, can I do like an analysis to see if I can figure out exactly what the nature of the issue is or even you could do analysis or a mechanics or a programming, whichever one you'd like. Okay, let's um, mechanics would be. Let's see. And it does look like it's on the station's end, not your end. But as a mechanic and someone who definitely understands a lot of mechanized systems, you, you can definitely do one of those three checks. Uh, can I assist and try to help him figure out the mechanics? Yeah, if you'd like to make a mechanics check as well, then you're welcome to perform. Yeah, all right. And mechanics is based That will be a group on... check. With group checks, I actually will need to know both your successes and your fail totals. All right, let's see. My mechanics is based on my mentality, which is a seven, and I get a bonus die. Uh, so that's an eight. So let me do it up here. This has been fun so far. <laughs> Yeah. I like that in the first check of the game, I'm rolling eight die. This is fun. This is good. Isn't it great? It feels so good in your hands, too, doesn't it? Right. I love right. rolling dice. That's not great. I got uh, two two critical failures and a five. And okay. All the rest uh, how many points do you have in mechanics? Uh, I don't have any spell points in mechanics. I only have a bonus die. So I rolled, that's why I rolled eight die. Okay. Okay. But because I'm helping you, you may turn one of your ones or twos into a five instead. Brilliant. I will change that into a five, which gives me two successes Perfect. and one So two successes. And I have two successes and a one. Two successes and a one. Perfect. Not bad, actually. So that would lead us with a grand total of two successes. I was just looking for a group check of an easy one. So that actually works perfect. perfect. So with that result, it does look since you're able to get like a pretty decent analysis and mechanics check over here. It does look like it just appears to be a faulty extender on the on the star station side, which I mean, considering it's 4000 years old, it's surprising it's able to even extend its docking bay. <laughs> Okay. To begin with, it is the booth did get you close enough to where you could either try to make a check to like hop onto the airlock itself and like hack into it yep. to hopefully help extend it or whatever else you'd like to do. Whatever so you can think of. Would it be worth using summon wall, which is one of my spells, Ooh. to summon a metal wall basically around the end of the ship and over the docking ring? Ooh, to... so like creating the airlock exactly with it. I love that idea. See, now you're thinking with the you're thinking with portals. No, but yeah, now you're thinking. That's yeah. why I love the magic in this system because yep. you yep. can just ask for what you want. Yep. So yeah, you welcome to do that. Go ahead and make an arcanting check for me then. All right, my arcanting. Yep. Right. So it would so be mentality. Four. Okay. Uh, yep, mentality. So seven and one bonus dice. So that's eight, and I have four mm -hmm. spell points in this or skill points in it. So I get two pips that I can add. Yes, and you get a reroll as well, just in case oh. it doesn't work out well. Also, so do okay. So if I have four spell points, do all of these effects stack? So I have a, a do I get yes? A okay. Yeah. So if you have four, you get plus one pip, plus one bonus die, a reroll, and then you get an additional pip to use. Yep. And I already have a bonus die, so this is fabulous. Okay, nine die. Yep. Here we are. And so if you're good at something, you're gonna be good at it. <laughs> awesome. Okay. Cool. I tried very hard to design the skill system to be like that. Yep. All right. And you said you can't modify ones with pips, you said, right? Yeah. Ones okay. cannot be modified, but everything else can be modified. But I can reroll one, right? So you can, let me see here. Let me pull up the Thaumatech here. So rerolls, if you choose to reroll something, you reroll a whole check. Oh, okay. uh, so that means all of the dice. However, I think I think I'll be okay because I got uh, you got, probably will be. I've got four successes, including a critical success and two critical failures. Okay, so four successes. Yeah, that's four successes is more than enough. I was cool. just looking for a hard check because I think it's usually an easy to form a wall. Yep, it so, is yeah. a the difficulty goes to easy and takes one shape. This can be used. In okay, combat. perfect. It's only easy. Actually, it only falls down to easy if it's used in combat. 
Yeah. So since you're trying to do something other than just create a standard wall, yep. the difficulty would go up. Yep. Uh, that's how the magic system works. If you're trying to manipulate magic to be something specific, cool. it just gets a little bit more difficult, which is what I love about the magic system because... Yep. You can just do whatever you want. You just have to yeah, yeah, yeah. make right. a more difficult check. So yeah, as you do this, you touch the sides of the walls of yeah. the station. You lean out just a little bit as you went through the pressurizer and you see the metal begins to grow out of this yeah. as it like slowly reaches out and wraps around the airlock, producing a seal. Yep. properly i feel like well kind of every time like when you see like in like movies and things like when they're using like a blowtorch to cut through a wall kind of it's like that like spark line i feel like it grows around in a circle around me with that sparking line as it goes by and you can cool. feel yeah. feel the seal take as uh, as the air pressure changes a little bit through all right we've got 20 minutes so we got i'll get oh we go on <laughs> is that how long your spell will last because this I, is fantastic it is <laughs> Should we see if we can still fully extend the docking arm and manually lock it in around your seal? Let's take 10 minutes and see if we can make that work out now that we don't have to worry about the vacuum of space. But yeah, I think that's a good idea. I will, slash stitches will, go to the other end to that control unit and use auto hack to take control of a nearby automated or mechanical thing, allowing control of it for four rounds. Okay, and, and that's to, your once per day ability, I believe. The once per day is Elite Hackers, where I get plus one bonus level on programming and mechanics once per day. Okay, let me see here. So if I remember right for prototypes, and I think I clarified this a little bit better in some of the updates I did to the book, but prototypes automatically get that bonus plus one oh. to programming consistently. Now, what the once per day thing is when they actually hack into something and completely control it. Uh, So that's supposed to be the once per day thing. Yeah. Sorry, I know it can be a little confusing. That's okay. (laughs) Again, this is our lifeline, so it still seems like an acceptable use of the skill. That is acceptable. Yeah, 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 I would agree. (laughs) I would agree that that is indeed a a good lifeline there. As you like hack into the system, you basically can see all of the matrix coding on the inside. You do sense as well as you hack into this, there does seem to be some other force, whether it's a virtual intelligence system or something else inside the mainframe of this station. Thankfully though, because it's 4,000 years old probably, it has nothing on you. So after a bit of working on it, you do have basically a small little repair drone flies out, takes about three minutes and it repairs the faulty um, the faulty extender and then the it does slowly start to push forward and connect to the station itself. I was going to have more checks for that, but thanks to our canting check friend over here who provided a beautiful <laughs> non-space locking zone, we're good to go. <laughs> cool. Yeah, and then the stitches, once you confirm that you've got the arm extended and the lock in place, I will, dis- I will dispel the metal locking collar and that I created. Perfect. Everything's great. All right. Docking bay connected. Teamwork makes the dream work. Not so done. Booth takes his head and he looks at uh, Stitches and says, they should have called you platitudes or greeting cards. <laughs> I have considered many different careers over the years. At one point, I contemplated being a baker I always thought that they should be wealthy, right? They make so much dough. Oh my gosh. I think I just threw up in my mouth a little. <laughs> I have a sandy wipe for that. I am a combat medic after all. <clears throat> Sanitation is important. With that, Booth enters in his codes, locks down the ship. He says, my authorization, secondary authorization would be Groskos. One, two, eight, seven. Tertiary authorization would be stitches. One, four, nine, six. Authorization confirmed. I will await here for any further commands. However, if anybody. Stitches is still dangling the Sandy White, by the way. (laughs) Don't you. Booth is cleanly and clearly ignoring you and your Sandy White. Do you want this? If it's too boring, you could make it more fun. It'll dance if you put a little boogie in it. 
I think Stitches will be the perfect father for baby one. <laughs> Booth actually, his face breaks on that one. He is trying his best to be stern and avoid acknowledging these jokes, hoping this is some kind of robot phase. <laughs> but <laughs> so, so it's not a phase, clearly, mom. <laughs> <laughs> clearly, it's not working like that. As he gets up from the seat, he touches his earring, touches his armband, and pats the top of the headrest on the chair, and he moves off towards the exit with the rest of the crew. Wonderful. Okay. Thankfully, the station does react, and the doors open up. As they do, you see some mist kind of flow out before dissipating. You find yourself connected to, as you guys kind of like cautiously look around, you find yourself connected into this large ring. So it looks, oddly enough, this whole station looks pristine on the inside, as if it was the same from when it first left. It has beautiful like white walls that have the metal rivets, the wires all along that appear to be well kept, several consoles, windows, nothing damaged. The only thing that's out of place here is you notice what look to be shadows sitting on the wall in the shape of people. You notice them in various different forms as if they are running away from something. But while the hallways are well lit, it's not sure where these shadows are coming from because you don't see any beings in this hallway. Are the shadows like stationary burnt silhouettes yeah, in the wall? Like or are they actually moving? It's like they're burnt silhouettes okay. into the wall. Okay just resting there. It doesn't look like they're moving or interacting. Negroscos, you do feel an emanating presence from them as if there is something arcanting coming from them, like an arcane feel from the Shadow Realm. But And you can detect almost a faint form of life inside them, like very faint. But it doesn't look like they're actively... It doesn't look like they have their senses. Okay, active. so being both a magic user and my knowledge uh -huh. of the shadow realm can uh -huh. i make any kind of a determination on are am i are we just like looking at like echoes of people who are who have been taken by the shadow or are they like are they actually still alive here in this condition or something like that is this like a that's a great question yeah go ahead and make an arcanting or an analysis chest for us check for me whichever you'd like arcanting which i have yeah i figured but i like giving <laughs> options <laughs> <laughs> I will I will take my eight dice and uh, my nine dice in our canting and see what I can do here. That's fair. Stitches has his battle rifle, blaster rifle out and is shifting in both directions down the hallway, just watching for anything else coming at us while the investigation. I'm going to re-roll okay. that. Make an observation check, by the way, for me, Stitches, while you're looking. That's much better. Okay. See, isn't having re-rolls nice? <laughs> <sighs> After the first time around, it was four critical failures and no successes. This is three successes yep. and one critical fail. <laughs> Beautiful. So, That's much so better. Still may not make it. Actually, I get my pips, actually. I get how many pips do I get? I get two pips. That's not going to. Yep. Uh, yeah, I'll take one of my threes and make it a five. So that will get okay. me up to four successes. Okay. Four, four is actually what I was looking for. So Ooh. it's a good thing you did that. Oh, also, they're not critical fails. They're just called misses. Okay, um, they're only yeah. a critical fail when you roll five or more. I just want okay, to make yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Every time you say critical fail, did you roll with five fails? Yeah. <laughs> I rolled four twos the first time. So that was. Ah, uh, yeah. So you were close. <laughs> Very close. <laughs> yeah. Four successes. Okay. So, yeah, with those four successes, you kind of get a closer look into these, like opening yourself with your deep connection to magic and the Shadow Realm, giving an examination of these and you can tell that these the energy given off doesn't appear to be that of creatures that originated from the shadow realm based on the panicking like silhouette that it looks like they're trying to run away from something you can tell that these were probably denizens who lived on this star station before which you've never really heard of that people being transformed into shadow, but it does look like these once living beings were caught in something that yeah. transformed them into shadow in their place. So it, based on what you can determine, there had to have been some sort of like powerful shadic effect to happen, which I mean, considering there was a tear into the shadow realm, that could probably knew yeah. it. <laughs> yep. Ugh. Whatever happened to go ahead and create the gigantic butthole that's outside the station caught all these people in it, too. Like permanent nuclear moving 
shadows. So yeah, what you do sense as well, Groskos, you do sense that there is still what appears to be a life, at least a, a source of life within those shadows. Okay. Do I think... For, no, do you think, Roscos? I do think quite a bit. But Therefore, I, I am. Do I think that any sort of healing could be effective on them? With your knowledge, probably not. It looks so. like it's a very small, faint source of life it would require it would require an insane amount of yeah. magic to potentially pull them back yep. all right i'm gonna go ahead and try to extrapolate one other thought here and then i'll give up the mic i promise <clears throat> so <laughs> right now we tr- pass through shadow space to get to this space station and the yeah. space station is protected by a shield which is keeping the shadow space out Yes, at the moment. It does appear to be doing that. Do I think, would it be reasonable, I can't say logical, but would it be reasonable to think that situation that is protecting the ship from the shadow space could be contributing to the the life forms that we're seeing here, or the life energies that we're seeing here in a negative way? So in other words, have we cut them off? Are they shadow creatures that we have cut off from shadow space and hence they are being harmed by them? Okay. It looks like there could be a potential for that. It's one of the options that could be there. But it also appears, just based on your understanding of it, it looks as if these were people that were not denizens of shadow. But are now denizens denizens of of shadow. shadow. So they're probably being held here now because of the the ship shields. So it doesn't look like they came from the shadow realm. All right. All right. So so it's more the other way around. Like they have. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So they were not originally shadow. They were affected by the shadow. But now that we're protecting them, they're they're benefiting from the protection. They're not being harmed by the protection. Yeah. That's what it looks like. All right. I will relay that information in in. terms that may or may not be understood by my compatriots. So. <laughs> Booth, Booth would simply just try to determine whether they're running to or from the command area that we're heading from. Oh, that's a good, good observation question. question. Yeah, that's a good question. Since that's more of a specific one, I'll let you do either a analysis check or since you are a pretty well-versed in stations, I would also let you do like a piloting check. Oh, we're definitely going piloting. Okay. <laughs> Because I don't do analysis. In fact, I have an auto miss when I analyze. Yeah. Also, (laughs) Stitches, did you do an observation check? I can't remember. I did indeed do an observation check. I received two successes, one failure, and have one auto success in observation. Wow, not bad. Okay, so that's actually three. So, Booth, while you roll your check here. So, Stitches, you believe out of the corner of your optics system, you feel as if you saw for just a brief moment, two eyes staring at you from further down the hall. In which direction? To the right here, which is actually where the command center Towards is located. Towards the command center. Yeah. The autocorrect in my optics just picked up a strange movement down that hallway. It looked like a pair of eyes briefly, but now I detect nothing. Yeah. I have one, two, three, four, four successes, two failures. Not bad. Okay. So with that, based on like just years of understanding of ships, you can tell that whatever they were fleeing from, it looks like these shadows were attempting to try to get to the docking bay that you're currently at. So it looks like they were running from something that direction. Okay. Now that Stitches has identified a direction for a possible threat, his rifle remains pointed in that direction and he only glances back in the other direction every few seconds. That's smart. In that case, I will actually draw one of, I will draw my plasma pistol. The idea being, and we've worked together, so you would know this, my plasma pistol has the armor break capability. So my assumption is if I break the armor and I always shoot first, that would then give stitches and anybody else firing an easier target to to, uh, take out. And tactics wise, stitches will usually remain standing but knees bent and ready to go at his full height so that of six and a half feet. So anyone shorter than him stays under his blast radius, closer to the closer to one of the walls to limit the possibility of hitting one of his friends. 
and would send Booth out in front of him, you know, as a decoy slash, I mean, white man. <laughs> <laughs> a decoy, uh, uh, the, the, the main one, that, and he, and the leader. He seems to remember Groskos moving forward and back depending on what they had going on with their spell casting. Yep. But he's not sure. Yeah. <laughs> yep, just tends to be ranged tends to be behind. So he has a bow, he has a staff that fires magical energy, and he tends to stay ranged. And so we could kind of more form it. Is the hallway wide enough for a two-person easy to maneuver? Yeah, it's a it's a large, this hallway is large enough for small carts to go through. Okay. So transportation vehicles. So then we could triangle where we're both in corners over closer to the walls with boot yeah. in the middle so we can shoot around him easier. Yep. As we start moving towards the command center, I will say thinking I'm speaking to myself, but I actually utter it out loud. This is where Mariana on the big weapon would have been very useful. Ah, indeed. But I'm confident that she is still watching over us. Probably. So as you guys are proceeding down, you're being, I'm fairly, I'm assuming you're probably being very cautious, right? Moving forward. Uh, Tactical, tactical. Tactical Okay, make a covert check for me, all of you. Oh, I'm really Ooh, I like not that. a. I'm really like big that. with that. That's why I'm in the back. <laughs> yes. For my covert check, I'm going to take out my dark dice. Nice. Classic. One well success, done. one fail. Okay, and I'll give you stitches. I'll also give you a auto hit since you're being. You've seen something down the hall, so you're being very cautious. Oh. The uh, seven foot gigantic blue guy with four arms is not. Yes, no bonuses for you. <laughs> yeah, he's not super covert. So I have an auto hit for covert. Nice. I have one pip. So that's going to be one, two, three, four. One, two, three, four successes and an auto hit. So five total five. successes. Nice. And only one failure. I'm sorry, two failures. No, I stand corrected. One failure. Because okay. I had an extra pip that I can just kick that out of failure status. <laughs> I rolled. I rolled four success. I rolled four dice and got three successes. So that's wow. Two sixes. Nice. In a okay. <laughs> so maybe the four-armed massive creature is actually able to cover. Very sneaky. <laughs> Very nice, Grosco. In fact, it reminds me of a joke I heard recently. Oh gosh. Coming from you. What is blue and not very heavy? Light blue. Well done. You guys uh, all succeeded what I was looking for. As you proceed down this hallway, you eventually get into what looks like almost a atrium, like a dome kind of opening to where there's a, it's a fairly large opening area. You can see that there are like, it's almost like a station. There's like the large seat areas. They oddly enough still have plants that are actually still alive in here and appear to be slightly overgrown. Do you also see that there are a few droids that appear to be inactive sitting behind what look like almost reception desks where you can buy like tickets and stuff probably to leave or to board the station. It looks like it's a a welcoming zone basically for getting ready to leave or come into the station. It's like your security check as well. One thing you do notice though as you're entering into this area is thanks to your covert, (laughs) they don't notice you, but you see the lights in this area have almost all shut off and in these few areas where the lights aren't flickering you notice shapes that take on the appearance of almost wolves from what you can tell you as being proficient with the understanding of shadow grasco's you can tell that these are shade wolves which are one of the few creatures within the shadow domain that can actually or shadow realm that can fully manifest themselves and more concerning than that is the fact that these wolves are known to be incredibly aggressive towards anything that is not of the the shadow realm itself okay so seeing that then if i notice what they are i will i will stick up two of my hands and with a pointer finger and move one of them to my mouth and use the other one to point forward and just say very quietly into the communication piece shade wolves in the center of this room, there appears to be someone who looks like they're wearing a lab coat that appears to have been fairly torn to shreds. Probably one of the crews you were looking for. So is that person dead? You can make a predicament check actually for me, since you are a medic. I am indeed. So that gets me six dice plus one bonus die for seven. Yep. 
And I got... And then I believe you have two pips and a reroll as well. Medicaments. Bare minimum. Okay. Those aren't listed beside medicaments, so where are they going to be? If you have uh, they're, they're on the skill point abilities up at the top of the character sheet. Because you have four skill points in it, oh. you get plus two pips, a bonus die, and a reroll. Okay, plus two pips, one bonus die, and a reroll. Okay, cool. Yep. I get all of the above. You do. You, they stack. All right, so I've got a six. I have no failures. A five. Ooh, very nice. Two pips will turn two fours into fives. Nice. And I guess I'll reroll this one. Now I have a failure. The reroll is for the whole hand or not? <laughs> for the whole check, yeah. Oh, so okay. it, it, then, I, then, I would just keep your then, roll as then you Then I'll got. stick with five successes, no failures. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, a good one. That's pretty good, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's a good roll. Since they're not naturals, it's not a critical success. However, just based on your general expertise for organics, it looks as if they're from this distance. It doesn't look like they're any movement or sign of life. So you can probably consider one of your subjects that you were meant to see if you could recover. They probably they're probably gone. And how many of the shadow wolves are there? There are currently in this room, from what you guys can tell, there appears to be three of them. To my comms, I am fairly certain he is dead. They are dead. Ugh. Take these efforts out. My my second pistol is drawn. Okay, beautiful. This is up to you since you guys perfectly succeeded in my covert check you guys get a surprise round so excellent what we'll do is you guys get to act before any of them do i do need actually people's hp and stuff so if okay. i start with Groscos, uh, what's your hp 39 39 okay and what's your armor two L- probably light of okay. light yep and this is Groscos. perfect and then booth what's your hp 52 52 Nice. And your armor? Armor. Medium. Medium. Three. Perfect. Beautiful. And then finally, Stitches, what's your HP? My HP on sheet is 57. One of my abilities increased my vitality by one to six. Does that affect my hit points? Uh, Yes, it would. So since you increased by one, we'll go ahead and give you an extra four HP. Okay. Then I have 61. Perfect. Which makes sense because you're a combat medic. They have a lot of help. Yeah, I, and I took improved hardware, which gives me that point in vitality because I'm yeah. built more sturdy. So I have a two-point energy shield and medium armor. For three. Oh, nice. You have a two-point energy shield, too. Look at that. You are going to be quite tanky. <laughs> okay, perfect. I'll go ahead and have you guys roll your initiative, which to do that, it's pretty simple. You just roll 1d6, and then you add finesse to that total. And then if you have awareness, you could add plus one additional pip to that result. So if I have a box that just says initiative plus four, is all of that can already calculate? Yeah, yeah, that's all calculated. You just roll the d6 and add the plus four. Five and four is nine. Nine. Five, five and four is nine. Not beautiful. <laughs> all right. And my initiative is seven. You roll one d6 to roll initiative. One d6 nine. and then add your finesse. Uh-oh. Oh, okay. Sorry about that. In that case, that's going to be 10. Yeah, okay. I was like, you shouldn't have seven. You're a smuggler. Hopefully you'll have a little bit higher than that. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Excellent. And Stitches is right. Booth, lead off. We'll follow after you break them down. All right. So just a question, because yes. we got collectively a surprise round, but I also have the ability always shoot first. Yes. Am I getting both of those you shots? You are. So you get shoot first, which shoot first lets you do whatever equipped weapon you have. You get a fire within it within your short range, one shot. And then when it's your turn, since you're first on the turn order, you get to then go again and do your dual wielding attack or whatever you'd like to do. So yeah, you smugglers are cheaters. And since oh, on top, smugglers always shoot first. <laughs> I almost went Smuggler. Smuggler's great. It's a fun one. <laughs> so you'll be first. So you get to do your shoot first. All right. I'm just trying to get the map where I can see it. Oh, okay. Okay. You want to indicate a creature or a space you can click and hold. It'll ping like that blue circle. Okay. And... and yeah, I'm going to go... Yeah. 
Yeah, that one is within your short range, that's for sure. Alright. And and uh, my short range is with my weapon range two twelve. So yeah, that's the only one. Oh, yeah. Case, yeah, so I'm gonna I'm gonna make two shots on this one right here. Okay, perfect. So you get to do your shoot first. So that would be one one attack. You just get the one attack. But then you can actually take okay. your turn immediately after that. Okay. And on the attack, how am I rolling that? That is... How do I build that dice? So since you're rolling with one weapon to begin with, yeah. that would be weapons mastery. So what you do is you would grab your finesse number of dice. Okay. <laughs> And then you would add plus three additional bonus dice. And the reason you're doing that is because anytime you make an attack in this game, whether it's weapons mastery, dual wielding, muscle, arcanting, anytime you make an attack, you always add plus two bonus dice. Okay. And then so because that's a total you total of ten dice. Yeah. And then because you have uh, two points in weapons mastery, you also get that extra bonus dice. So yeah, you'll have you'll you should roll with ten bonus dice altogether. Or ten dice altogether, sorry, not bonus dice. <laughs> okay. And then I got, and I have two tips, two tips to play with. Yes. Okay. That sounded so satisfying. <laughs> Isn't it satisfying um, to roll so many dice? That's what I. That's one of the things I love about this system. Oh, it's just so great when you get to roll a ton of dice. <laughs> so that is going to be one, two, three, four, five successes. And only Wonderful. two failures. Wonderful. Or I'm sorry, three failures. Okay. And were any of those were any of those that you had to add pips so, to for the successes, or were they all natural? Yes, I had to add two two pips okay, uh, to two different dice. You're fine. You're or fine. Or one pip to two different. Okay. Dice. Yeah, you perfectly hit this shade hound. You're now revealing the of you guys, but you still get your your uh, surprise round, so no worries. But yes, yep. now you just roll your damage of the pistol, whichever one you fired with. I'm assuming you're using a pistol. Yeah, that was the plasma pistol for Perfect. the armor break. Okay. And that's D6 Plasma. Okay, perfect, perfect. And that is unfortunately only one. Okay, and then you add your finesse to the damage. So that would be eight. Eight, perfect. And then you inflict an armor break, which makes it even easier for people to hit, which is wonderful. So yeah, that looks great. Well done. Now it's your actual turn. So you can either move and attack or just stay where you're at and attack, whatever you'd like to do. I like the concept of moving, so I'd like to move to and I'm not sure what your movement speed is, if you have any bonuses, but if you're in a lawn, it should be, what, six, I think? Base? I believe my movement is... But Alans can sometimes six. get more, depending on which Alan you're a descendant of. Ooh, that reminds me. I do have that aggression thing. I'm going to save that for a little bit later. I think we're early to be using my once per day power there. Yeah. I am. I have six movement. Okay. Which I'm trying to go to this point here. Is that enough? Which one are you trying to move to? Right up here. Right up here? Yeah. You can move anywhere in these locations, basically. So if you want to go right, right here, here, it's easy enough for you to do. Yep. Perfect. And then I'm going to f fire at this one. Okay. Perfect. And that's 10 die again? Yes. Indeed it is. Okay. You don't get any negatives to anything because the wolves oh. don't have any negatives. So. Let me ask this question. Because I have dual weapon, would I have got to shoot my caliber pistol at the first one from my uh, original position? Also? No, because so when you do shoot first, it's just one attack. But now okay. you can roll with dual wielding. Okay. So with dual wielding, you as a smuggler, you have four points in it. So you still get your plus three bonus die, but then you also get a reroll and two pips. Okay. Yeah. Dual wielding All is right. much better for Let's a smuggler. Go. All right. So. Here we go. Ooh-wee! One, <laughs> two, three, four, five, six, <laughs> seven natural successes. Wow, hey, we got our first critical Ooh. hit. Nice. For, uh, uh, for an attack. And with, and with three extra pips, that makes eight, nine, ten total successes. Oof. Okay, yeah, you definitely hit this wolf. I'm pretty sure that's for sure. But since you did critically hit, we get to do a little attack here. Before you roll damage, roll a d6 for me, please. On uh, my damage die, which are my nice fiery red ones. Ooh, beautiful. 
You rolled a... That's a three. A three? Okay, perfect. So you inflict a major injury on this wolf as well, due to our critical hit chart. So roll one more d6 for me and let me know the results. That's a five. Beautiful. So this wolf would roll with uh, minus two bonus dice on ranged attacks. So I will keep that in mind. I'm going with the caliber pistol to follow up. And that's going to be same same dice. Yes, same number of dice. Oh, and then after that, if you'll want to roll the damage for the plasma pistol for me as well. Oh, okay. Plasma pistol damage is... 1d6. Plus finesse. Two plus finesse. That's nine. Nine. Okay, beautiful. And then because you critically hit and you rolled a three on your critical chart, that's also another three additional bonus damage. So well done. All right. And let's see. Not nearly as good. Five. So let's see. Three, four successes. Okay, that does hit. Actually, I stand corrected. That's three successes, and I'm kicking two out of critical, uh, out of failure mode. Okay. So as to avoid a critical failure. That's probably smart. Perfect. Yeah, that'll hit. Roll your uh, caliber damage for me. And that's straight up piercing. And yes. that's going to be two plus seven for nine. For nine. Okay, beautifully done. Yeah, so you just immediately pop out of the shadows. Bam, one plasma shot to the wolf in the bottom here, hiding behind one of the little boxes areas. And then you just move up to the area. Boom, boom, another caliber and a plasma just fire immediately, piercing into this hound as they both howl out in pain from your shot. Thank you for joining us. This has been Tabletop Journeys. We would love to hear your feedback on our show today. Join us at www.ttjourneys.com, where you can subscribe to the blog to leave comments and see all the content that we publish beyond the podcast. You can also stay in touch by subscribing to our Twitter, at TT Journeys, by joining our Facebook group, Tabletop Journeys, or by sending an email directly to podcast at ttjourneys.com. And remember, if you want early access to all of our episodes, a chance to drop dice with your favorite hosts, and maybe even appear in one of our actual plays, you can join our Patreon to help support the show at patreon.com forward slash ttjourneys. You're listening to us on Stitcher, iTunes, Podchaser, Spotify, or Audible. We would appreciate it if you would like and subscribe to the podcast on that platform. Full episodes come out every week on Saturdays, and every Tuesday features our actual play episodes. Thank you for listening and for being a part of our growing community. And in the words of another traveler along our path, we bid you shade and sweet water.